What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video. And after I heard the news about Rob Gronkowski's retirement, you know, as soon as I could make a video, I thought I would hop on here, kind of just talk it through from a fantasy football perspective. So, you know, where I had Gronk, what this means for guys like Tom Brady, other weapons on the Buccaneers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, all of these players. So I'm just kind of going to freestyle here with my thoughts on these guys, just starting off with Gronk. I feel like if you're a football fan, this probably isn't, you know, great news. Obviously a super fun player to watch, arguably the best tight end of all time. In my opinion, he's the tight end one, super fun on the field, super fun off the field. And if you guys have been following my content, I did have Gronk as my tight end six. So I thought very, very highly of him. I thought he would be a value, you know, even if we knew he was coming back, obviously if he came back, you know, and you're picking him now in like the triple digits, then he would clearly be a value. But even if like Gronk came out, said I'm coming back, his ADP adjusted, I bet I'd have a lot of shares of him just because I think, you know, he was the tight end three in points per game last year. He still had it. And I do think, you know, that kind of flew under the radar. And if you're playing in like a 20 team league, or maybe you're in a league that kind of has like dynasty style rosters where the rosters are just massive. You have like 15 bench slots. I know that's kind of rare, but if you are in one of those leagues, I don't think it would be the worst move to roster Gronk at like the end of your bench. Cause even his agent came out and basically said like, if Brady texts him in the middle of the season, he thinks he may just go back. And I feel like that's possible. You know, Gronk, I've talked about one of the reasons why I thought he was going to come back. I kind of just assumed he didn't want to do the training camp thing. Who could blame him? But if Brady calls him up like week 12, week 13, you know, they're sitting pretty first place, just, you know, going to make a few more regular season games, then go on a playoff run. Like, I don't really know if he turned that down, especially if he knows it's Brady's last year. So he could totally be someone who's viable like late in the season. But if you're in like a 10, 12 team league, I just don't think you want to roster him for the entire season because there are going to be better options available and he could just straight up not come back. You know, he's had a lot of time to think about this. Maybe he's just locked in on his decision, but let's get into kind of the implications for other guys. Should start off here with the quarterback, the GOAT, Tom Brady. I do think this is a pretty solid hit for his fantasy stock. I mean, he's losing a top tier tight end and not just a top tier tight end, but someone that he is just, you know, in perfect communication with. Those guys are a lock out there. Brady knows exactly where Gronk's going to be. They have a ton of great chemistry. Brady's not someone where you can step in and just instantly, you know, gain his trust right away. That's earned. Gronk has earned it, you know, over many, many years. And now you're looking at this Buccaneers, you know, kind of receiver, just the overall weapons. This is not as stacked of a unit as it's been in years past. Like this is not last year where you had Evans, Godwin, AB, Gronk, you have just all these studs. Like it's it's still a solid unit, but it's looking a lot thinner than it was, you know, just looking back at last season, especially with Godwin coming off the ACL. I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But for Tom Brady's fantasy value, I had him basically like neck and neck with Patrick Mahomes. I feel like he's going to have to take a step down. He's probably somewhere in that like Burrow, you know, maybe Russell Wilson tier, maybe Matthew Stafford thrown in there. In my opinion, he's no longer like the clear cut top pocket passer. I've talked about these guys, you know, with ceilings. I have Hurts, Trey Lance ahead of a guy like Tom Brady. But then you have those guys, Joe Burrow, you know, more of a pocket passer, Matthew Stafford. They're not going to give you that elite ceiling just because they're not getting production on the ground. But I feel like he's just locked into that tier. I still think he's going to be very fine. 
mid to back end QB1. I just don't know if he has that elite potential, you know, when he's not surrounded by all these top weapons. Now, looking at Mike Evans, like Mike Evans is going to be the guy this year. I was a little bit worried about his price in a redraft just because he was kind of going like mid second round. A lot of that was due to Chris Godwin's ACL. You know, Godwin could miss a few weeks. Mike Evans was going to be the clear cut wide receiver one, you know, early on in the season. But I kind of thought that was kind of like a short term, you know, process where, yeah, he could be dominant through four or five weeks. But then if he's, you know, back end wide receiver one rest of the season, like in my opinion, that is not a good pick. Now, I think Mike Evans has a crazy ceiling. He could be the wide receiver one overall. Like that is totally possible. He'll probably be my wide receiver six or wide receiver seven. He's right up there with guys like Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb. He may jump ahead of all those guys kind of behind the uh, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams tier. But I mean, he is going to ball out. He's produced very well the last two years with Brady. But there were also games where he could kind of just be phased out. Takes a lot of pressure, you know, from the defense. Brady's able to go to other stud weapons. You know, Mike Evans draws two guys. Okay, take the one-on-one with AB or Godwin or Gronk. This is not the same wide receiver room. Mike Evans is going to be involved every single game. He's going to need to be the guy throughout the season. So I think this is honestly a pretty big dub here for Mike Evans. Now for Chris Godwin, it really just depends on how he is doing physically. As a player, like if Chris Godwin was healthy, I think you could make a legit argument for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to be like wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight. Like, I don't think that is crazy. You saw what they did when they were the two main weapons for James Winston. This is going to be a high volume passing attack. I think they will both feast. So if he can get on the field, and if he is like 95% of the former player, I do think he has top 10 fantasy wide receiver potential. And now on to the new wide receiver three, Russell Gage. I am very, very in on Russell Gage right now. We've kind of, you know, seen the last few years, obviously with A.B., Evans and Godwin, all those guys could produce. But from what I know about Bruce Arians kind of system here, he does like using three wide receivers. And if you're looking at the strength of this team, the strength is in the wide receiver room. It is not the tight ends. No, they have decent running backs, but the strength of this offense, obviously quarterback, O-line, whatever. But in terms of like the skill positions, it is the wide receivers. I think Russell Gage is going to be on the field a lot. And if you're on the field running a ton of routes, he is going to be involved and he is going to produce, especially when you have guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin in front of you. Gage is going to get some opportunities, some one-on-ones. And if he can connect with Brady, I think he can have a really solid season and could be like a high-end wide receiver three, maybe even back-end wide receiver two. Like I do think Brady can support three stud weapons. I mean, he did it last year. Obviously, Russell Gage is not Antonio Brown, but you guys know what I'm saying. And then I guess the last position here would be the Bucks tight end room. You may see some people start to talk about Cam Brate as like a sleeper tight end. Maybe people like Kate Otten, who they drafted in the fourth round. This tight end position, in my opinion, is just going to be dead. Cam Brate is not close to the player he was a few years ago, and he really was never a super fantasy relevant guy. So he's going to catch a few touchdowns, maybe be a red zone guy, but you're never going to trust him in your lineup. Kate Otten never really had an elite receiving season in college, so I don't think he's going to step right in and be, you know, fantasy relevant from day one. I also think they could pick up a veteran tight end, a guy like Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, Jimmy Graham, someone like that, and they could give you a few good weeks. 
Like, are you ever going to trust those guys in your lineup? Also, my understanding of Bruce Arians' offense or his typical offense, I know Bruce Arians isn't there anymore, but, you know, he kind of set the foundation on that team. I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, Byron Leftwich learned from Bruce Arians, so I think they're going to have a lot of similarities. But Bruce didn't love to use the tight end position. He kind of had to evolve his offense to feature Gronk so prominently as a wide receiver. So I feel like they're kind of going to go back to, you know, what they've done previously. They're going to go to the strength of this team that is the wide receivers. So I'm not going to be in on any of these tight ends. I just think it's going to be a crapshoot on who gets into the end zone. Some of them will score touchdowns because this Bucks offense is going to be solid. But for fantasy, like I'm not going after any of these players. But that's about it for this video. Let me know what you guys think about this Gronk retirement. You know, the fantasy football implications, all of that. If you guys stayed all the way till the end, thank you. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.